0: Okay, good morning. Today, Vezat we'll be learning Dach Membez, and Masechus Nazir. And Andrew tells me Rabbi Rose, who's a legend, Shlita, got up to the Mishnah, which is in the middle, halfway down the page, Membez Amid Aleph. Fascinating idea. Nazir, the and of a low sorik, says the Mishnah. Uh, so you're, a guy decides to be a Nazir, or a girl. Let's say a guy. And uh, so he's got this nice lettuce going, right? He's working on a really nice, full beautiful mane of hair, can he use product? I mean, what are we going to do? Do you have to leave it like just matted and tangled? Or can you actually um, take care of this hair and do all the shampooing and all of the hair care that goes into it? So says the Mishnah, you can shampoo it. You can kind of like run your fingers through it. But of a low You can't use a comb. That's what the Mishnah says. Okay. So, why would you, why would you not be able to? Says the Gemara. <laughs> so, we say, this idea that you could shampoo, right? Whose view is that? That you can only shampoo and, and run your finger through it? Rabbi Shimon says that you can, in fact, shampoo your hair and you can separate your hair by hand because even if you were to and what's the what's the issue the issue is that if you do so you can unintentionally dislodge hairs as we already said there is a kheresh over here um that we mentioned last week which is you're not allowed to get a haircut you're not allowed to shave your head certainly that's what the that's what the torah says in the Apostle. Like you can't shave it but we already learned in those psukim, that you can't even pluck out a single hair. Well, if you're going to start messing with your hair, Andrew, you're going to inadvertently start potentially plucking hairs out. This might remind you guys of, because we learned, we were also going to learn Masechus Shabbos, some people, right? There's a halacha. That you're not allowed to comb your hair with a fine-tooth comb on Shabbos because you're not allowed to, right? Not, on Shabbos, even if you're not a Nazir, you're not allowed to tear out hairs, Right? Because of Gozei. So the question is, over here, recording Rabbi Shimon. This is, in fact, quite reminiscent of Hilchah Shabbos. Because in Hilchah Shabbos, we have the Machlokas of Shimon Rabbi Yehuda with regards to what we call a davar she'en miskaven. And that's what this Gemara says. Chofey from Mephasis Mani, it's from Shimon. He Amar davar she'en miskaven muter. Davar she'en miskaven. The source is the meleches machsheves, as we said, right? When one does a melechah on Shabbos, uh, one has to have the intent in order to be fully, right, culpable, in order to be chayav. Now, there we said, for that reason, that if you are not miskavin, that you do something totally inadvertently, so it should be mutter. But that was a machokis, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Yehuda. The first chidish, thus, here, and we already learned that in Masech HaShabbis, that this idea that the adabashayin miscaving applies to the rest of the Torah as well, right? Because this Nazir situation could happen on a Tuesday. We're talking about a Nazir on a regular day, not a Malachas Machsheves at all. This doesn't have to do with Shabbos. However, this is a Halacha and a Machlokas that is applicable, albeit slightly differently in the rest, in, in the rest of Kol Torah. Kula, um, Rabbi Shalom Rosner, the great Daf Yomi uh, master, Says that outside of Hilchas Shabbos, the only time that you would have this machlokus, Rabbi uh, Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, which here we call Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon, you didn't know why, is because is the only time you'd have it is by an iser lav, right? When the Torah has an iser lav, so then it would be uh it would be subject to this idea of and eskaven would be mutter only by an iser lav. However, we know that. In the halachos of Shabbos, obviously violation of Shabbos is more severe, and yet there, because Shabbos, right, in other words, in the case of Nazir, Nazir, uh, Nazir is a classic example of an iser lav, we already discussed, that the punishment, it's a lav sheish b'ma'isa, the punishment for violating one's naziris is malkus, midah arisa, that's the punishment for violating one's naziris, that's called a lav sheish Misa. the punishment Right, for chas V'Shalom violating Shabbos is much more severe, right? That, that's a Misa. So that's Chi of Misa. And yet, that's why, because of the fact that Hilchis Shabbos requires a Melechis Mach shabbos, that's why this Machlokis, uh, Rabbi Shimon would, and Rabbi Huda, where Rabbi Shimon would say that Davashayn Meskav and his Mutter can be applied to Hilchis Shabbos, despite the fact that's the only scenario where, despite the fact that's Chi of Misa. It's going to still be mutter because Hilchel Shabbos requires Melechas Mach okay? But with respect to the rest of Kalatarakula, it would still also apply, but only by an Isser Lav. So, for example, if there is something that's not related to Hilchel Shabbos, like killing somebody, right? So you can't say, uh, uh, right, on a regular day because that is something that would be much more severe and that would would, uh, you would not say Davashayn muskavin in that scenario. Um, and so that is the application of Davashayn muskavin here to Hilchas Nazir. Okay. But it continues the Gemara of a low Sarak But even, but what about this idea that even Rabbi Shimon, what are we going to say? So you, so Rabbi Shimon says that you can shampoo and you can run your fingers through your hair because he holds that Davashayn Meskavin is Mutter. But what about a comb? You're going to say that that second part of the Mishnah is like the Rabbanon, otherwise known as our Yehuda, which is to say that the reason why you can't comb your hair is because we are concerned about as well? Ask the Gemara, Rabbi to say for Rabbanon, is that what you're going to say? That that shampooing and running your fingers through it is okay because the first part of the Mishnah is reflect, reflecting Rav Shimon, and then combing it is not okay because that second part is reflecting the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, no, that's not the case. Simply, combing is different than running your fingers through it and shampooing. As the Gemara answers, Amar Rabba, Kula Rabbi Shimon here. The entire Mishnah is saying that Malachas Machshev, that, that Dov Sheinu Moskavin, rather, is Mutter, like Rav Shimon says, however, Kol Aha. That when you are using a comb, so the action of using a comb is exactly hair removal. Because why does one comb? Well, not just to straighten the hair and look groomed like Andrew does every morning somehow at five in the morning, but also to remove stray hairs. And, to re- and removing right those dangling hairs is, in fact, the intent. And if that's the intent, it is for that reason that it is usher. In other words, it's a doveshe miskavein. You wouldn't call that a doveshe eno miskaven. That is the intent when you use a comb and that's why the, the, the combing is usher. Mind you, this is not to be confused and I know this because I got confused so I had to really dig in a little bit. Right When we talk about the halachas of, of combing here on Shabbos, we talk a lot about psik resha. Right? That's a different thing right? because we say, oh, because of the fact, even though you did not intend to pluck out the hair, because of the fact that that's an inevitable consequence of combing the hair, so then maybe it becomes like a miscaven and, and all the, right, lumdus therein that that opens up. The Aragamara doesn't use that logic. It, I mean, it goes straight to saying, uh, it doesn't even, uh, couch it as lumdus. It just goes straight to saying that when you're combing your hair with a fine-tooth comb, uh, in this particular case, it's implying not a psych ratio where you're not miscaving, but that, that is, in fact, your kavana, right? So in a case where that was your kavana, certainly that would be ussir, fine. Okay, so now we're in the next Mishnah. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, lo yachof ba'adamah. Nazir can't shampoo his hair with the earthly things that he's getting in uh, the earth, the earthy uh, um, shampoo that you get at Whole Foods. Why? Because that causes hair to fall out. So you can't use that specific shampoo. So now the Gemara just wants to know. What are you saying? Are you saying that shampooing with earth is usur because that particular type of shampoo causes hair to fall out? Or are you saying that even, right... If it doesn't cause it to fall out, but Mipnisha Hamasharis, right? Because that type only, in other words, the question is is it only the type that would cause hair to fall out that is sir? Or are we saying sort of like a general low plug, if you will, right? A categorical Isr to use those types of shampoo because some of them cause your hair to fall out? That's the question. And that's the Gemara asked Lamanath Kameen, what will be the difference? Well, the difference is obvious. We're going to de because if there is a brand of earth-based shampoo that does not remove hair, so then obviously it would be uh, that would be the nafkamina, right? If in fact that would exist, so then the gemara continues. Shop here. If you're going to say that the reason why you can't use that earth based shampoo is because it causes hair removal, well, this particular brand that does not cause hair removal, right, it says on the bottle at Whole Foods, says, does not cause hair removal. The non removal type, so then, it's shopier. That should be usable. LA, I'm going to say, Hamasheris, but if you're going to say that it's because some of them do, in fact, cause hair to fall out, then even if you have the non hair falling out, Klal, Klal, Low, You can't use that kind of shampoo at all. You should just make a general rule, and therefore the nazir should not be allowed to do it. Can a nazir use earth-based shampoo that are uh, designed to not cause hair removal, says the Gemara Teiku? That'll be the first thing Mashiach is going to resolve when he gets here. He's going to let us know whether you can use that shampoo. Andrew, what time do we have until? 6.05. 6.05, 20 minutes. Stop looking at your watch. You're making me nervous. Says the Mishnah on the bottom of Bezim and Nazir yain kol Ah, This is fascinating. Nazir is nursing his drink, right? He's got a fancy wine. He's not supposed to drink, obviously, and he's nursing it all day. He's just kind of like sipping it all day long. How many chiyuvim is he going to get for that? Obviously, that's us, right? That's like the Aleph beads of Nazir, so he's not allowed to drink. It says the Mishnah Enochayiv Elo Achas. He's only going to get, like we already said, right? What are they getting? What's the punishment? Malchus. You're only going to get one set of Malchus. We already know that there's circumstances circumstance where you get multiple sets of Malchus. So, what about this? Amrlo Al Tishta Al Tishta. So now we're talking about what Hasra. Right, We know that in order to get the malchus midah right? This is a malcus darisa. Da There's something else called malkas mardus, which the Darabonin are going to give right? for a variety of reasons. But here, when you're talking about a shi'esh bomaisa, where you're getting malcus Mida, arisa, that requires hasra. So obviously, if you're getting hasra just at the beginning of the day, so maybe you shouldn't be able, and you're only getting it once, maybe even if you're sipping all day long, you should only be able to get punished once. That seems to be what the Mishnah implies. However, with each sip, they're standing there and giving him Hasra all, every time. And yet he stares them straight in the eye and just defiantly drinks. Every time he's drink, taking a drink after the Hasra, he's going to be and another set of Malchus. Wow. Okay, so now the Mishnah is going to continue and apply this to head shaving and Tumas mace. Uh, as well. Uh, so all three of the cardinal sins of the Nazir are going to have the same halacha applied as follows. So the Mishnah, hey, You spend all day shaving your head. Right, You're only going to shave once. Al-takalech, al-takalech, but they say, don't shave, don't shave. Between right? each stroke of the shaver on his head, and he just keeps shaving. Just like we said, by the wine, you're going to be having multiple sets of kolayom. What about you're touching corpses all day? This guy is a little loony, don't you think, Andrew? But he was issued only, if he was only issued one Hasra in the beginning, chayev He's only going to be chayev once. Amr al al tame He said, don't touch the mace. Don't touch your mace. So then, tame and, and he keeps doing it, chayev kol achas going to every single time. Every single time. Uh, and that is fascinating. Now, uh, the Ramam in the Pesach according to Rabbi Razner, says that this is a um, this is a Hasra issue. In other words, again, we're administering malchus here. So he says that this is more like a procedural issue, but certainly min this defiant individual, if he's spending all day doing it, he's going to get punished. They're going to he's going to get his. Come up as it were, mina But we can't administer more than one set of lashes when we have more than one set of hasra. However, once you have multiple hasras, so wait a minute. But, but let's say he's nursing the drink, so how do you say that it's multiple acts? It seems to be like only one act. So that's where the Rosh and the Ra- and the Re over here will say the concept hasraos michalkos. That in itself, just so you know, is a loveish idea over here where even though it's technically, one could say, one elongated act, let's say even if it was not with a hefsake, well, each time you're getting the warning, that, in fact, breaks up the act. So there, just know that there is a, right, a idea here in play, a halacha concept that the actual hasra keeps breaking it up along the way as well, and that, in fact, that chidosh is embedded, very featured in our mission over here, okay. So now we turn to Man-Bez and Mbaz, and we have a question, because... Because, Barry, really, you should have asked this. I'm sorry to say. Nursing a drink is something you could do. And I can understand how each revius, we'll call it, right, or whatever. Each act of drinking is another act, another defiant act of an avera. Similarly, you're not allowed to even pluck one hair. So every stroke of the shaving of the head is another avera. But tumas meis, Andrew, once you're tumbe, you're tumbe. How are you going to get, how, how do you add tuma on top of tuma? Right? How is that another Aveir? You're already Tameh after you touch the first Tama. That becomes the topic of the Gemara on Menbeza Menbeza as follows. Says the Gemara. Okay, the Pasuk says Loi Tama. Okay. And so, Mikra it means that when it says, it's it's malay in the sense that it's it's full of the idea that you have multiple ways to become Tame, which is to say you could become Tame by touching a corpse, by carrying a corpse, right? What we call maga is touching, masa is carrying, and ohel. Here is the novelty going under the same roof, as it were, as the corpse. Those are going to, right, all lead one to become tame, and the Nazir would thus be usher to right because it says loyavo right you're not allowed to right enter into a state of Tumah as it were and so any one of those methods of becoming tame would be usher to the Nazir okay as the Gemara says la zero al ha right warn the Nazir he cannot be come tame la zero al ha biya and he cannot right go under a roof building, in other words, entrance. So again, Lazir al means that it doesn't matter how, whether he contacted it by actual contact, carrying or entering the roof, the roof, uh, the same roof as the corpse, any of those methods would be also to him and any of those would be a violation of his naziris. Aval, says the Gemara, right? Tuma v'tumah lo. If, let's say, a nazir touches it is, touches something, right, by any mean, or whatever. Any one of those three ways, it becomes Tameh. And then he somehow does so again, becomes a second. He should not be Chayev for that second time because after all, he's already Tameh. And so, right, um, so, and, and so therefore, why are we saying that he's Tameh multiple times? Okay, so this is what R- R- Rabbah quoted in the name of Ravuna. And so we have to figure out how this works in our Mishnah. But we'll get to our Mishnah, how it works in our Mishnah in a second. First, let's see what this halacha of Ravuna, how, how this halacha is treated. So Rabbi Yosef Amar, right? So when Rabbi Yosef heard this, he said the following, Ha'ilokim Amar Ravuna Afilu Tuma Vetuma. Okay, so we have a mechlokas here between Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef, about what Rav Huna says, right? According to Rabbah, it sounds like when you're Tame already, you can't be Tameh again unless maybe if you enter a building, right, then maybe uh, you could become Tame again. Whereas Rav Yosef says, no, 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 Rav Huna said that I swear to God, so to speak, right? "I, I, I am so confident that Rav Huna does not hold that. He holds that even if a Nazir touched a corpse, and then, right, became Tame again. He is in fact Chayef for two Averas, the Amar Ravuna, how do I know? Because Ravuna himself said the following. Nazir shaya bevesa kvaros. And Nuzir is sitting, standing in the cemetery. That's like right, that's like not where a Nazir should hang out, because he's not supposed to become Tame. And then Vahushita lo Meso and they and then his Meso meaning his relatives corpse, right? That's, that's the uh, issue that he has. One of the krovim here is mace. Umace acher, or really any mace, right? Because after all, any mace would be an avatuma, whether it's his relative or not. So, he's touching, right? They extend it to him, v'nogabo, and then he touches it. Chayev. He's chayev, what? malchus? Wait a minute. So he's standing in the cemetery. So clearly he's already tamay. And then he's touching another mace. That's the point. He's going to be chayv what? Another set of makos. Am I? Why is he chayv? Asked the Gemara. Hamit hamitame v'kain. After all, he's standing in a cemetery. Certainly, he's already tamei and alav Surely, we can learn from this. Amar Ravuna It sounds like this for sure. That Ravuna would hold. Again, Raba says that Ravuna holds that once you are tamei, you can't become tamei again, and yet. Rav Yosef points out that, Rab, that Rav Huna is himself the author of the halacha that says that if you stand in the cemetery, you can become Tame again by touching another mace. So clearly, it seems that Rav Huna holds that you can become Tame again. So what gives Andrew? Well, Ace Veh Abaye now comes and he says like this. And I don't know Rav Yosef says, coin Chayolo mace, Munach al Kseifo. The brace says that if a coin is right, walking around with a mace on his shoulder. Barry, that's a bad look for a Karin, because we know the kohanim aren't even supposed to walk into cemeteries. So what is he doing with a corpse on his shoulders? And yet he comes somehow in contact with another mace, either his own of Khalila, or another mace, and he touches it. You might have thought that he becomes chayiv again for, for the second time for touching a corpse. Lomar, Right, when it says with regards to Kohanim, right, what does it teach you? Mechulal, that becoming, so to speak, profane, right, to becoming Tameh is something that's applicable only to one who is already Tahor and is not Mechulal. In other words, that somebody did not become defiled, so to speak, by Tumah already. However, Yatz However, if he's already Mechulal if he already is Tameh, right, which is to say, if he's standing around carrying a mace, so then certainly, right, if he's doing that, then he's already reached his height of tuma, and touching another mace isn't going to affect that at all. So we have this price of the challenges Rav Yosef's assertion. In other words, Yosef quotes Ravuna saying that if you're standing in a cemetery and you're Tame, you can become Tame again. And... Abaye has a price that says that if you're carrying a mace, you can't be Tamei again because you're already fully Tamei. So which is it, Andrew? So now Rabbi Yosef is going to come and he's going to quote our Mishnah. Look at our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah, right, had three cases. The wine, the haircut, and the Tumas Mace. Well, the Tumas Mace is a chiddush indeed. Because says the Mishnah, Hayam, Mace a Nazir is being Metame all day long to me Ainu Eno Then he's only going to be Chayev once. However, and here is the Chiddush in the second part, lo Al Al here's the Chiddush, right? Yoni Baron keeps telling you, Stop it, Nazir, you can't become Tame Maest. I really recommend you don't. Maybe you need two in first row. Okay, so you have Yoni and Matt, and they're telling you Al Titameh Al Titameh. Chayev achas Incredible. You were Matame the first time, and then you're going to get Malkus for being Matame the second time, and for being Matame the third and the fourth. With each touching of the Tumah, with each Hasra that you get, Aramishta taught us, you're going to get another set of Malkus. Ask the Gemara, Why would you get another set of Malkus? I mean, Tame Vakayim. You're already Tome after the very first time. So you're not adding any Tummah. So why would there be any Chiv at all? Oh. I would have said, very balabatish that even though you're not adding Tumah to yourself, that maybe it's still a defiant violation of your Naziris. But anyway, that's not what it says. So let's just keep going. But you're gonna say, so, so the real issue now is that we have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the B'risa, right? Our Mishnah makes it sound like you, you can add on to the Tumah. And the B'risa that Abaya quoted where the is holding the mace sounds like you can't add on to the Tumah. So how are you going to resolve it? So lokasha. Kasha, kan Oh, in other words, the question is, are you in contact, right? Are you still touching the first? The question is, are you still touching the first mace when you're touching the second one? Or you're no longer. Why? Because apparently, if you're not touching the, the mace, if you took your hand off the mace, I'll say it outside first. When you are touching a mace already, okay, if I'm touching a mace and then, and then I touch someone else, that's called making them tummy by association, right? Tummy by association, right, uh, by, by touching that other person. Again, I'm simultaneously touching a mace and another person, I make them tummy. However, if I'm no longer touching the mace, I no longer have the ability to make that other person tummy. So what does that tell you? That my status of tuma is heightened my, the potency of my tumah is heightened when I am touching the mace. So that's the issue. If I let go and then, and then touch the mace again and then let go touch the mace again, with each time that I touch the mace again, even though, like, I myself, you know, I'm going to need the same amount of, of mikvah time, right, in order to get rid of this tumah, the same tower process... I am more potent in my Tumah when I do touch the mace. And therefore, it, that's the case of the Mishnah. In other words, each time you're adding Tumah, it's because you've taken your hand off and put it back on, you're actually like turning on and off the light switch a little bit as far as your ability to be metami someone else. And because the level of Tumah in that regard fluctuates, that's enough to make you chayev. Okay? That's what basically it's saying. So So now the Gemara wants to point out, this is what the Rush points out, the fact that we say that this is a chiv and we're going to be chiv in our Mishnah. Well, we already said that is malchus mi right? We said that's, that's a law of sheesh Well, is this idea that touching a mace and not touching a mace makes me metami someone else? Is that really a doraisa idea? That's what our Mishnah implies by saying that you get malchus pesach doraisa. In other words, we quoted the name of Rabbi that this idea of Tuma bechiburin, Tuma by association, right, is only going to affect and Kachim, but Nazir and Pesach, not so much. We don't have to be worried about that. Well, that certainly implies that it's a darbodin, right? Because only darbodin make gedarim for certain things and not for others, right? They're not going to. If it's categorical, right? Says the Gemara, viyamet daraisa If it's categorical, there would be no such distinction between the dar between the Nazir and Pesach and Shreem of Akachim. Again, Barry, we're <laughs> protecting Truman and Akachim. Right? So the Rabbana are going to say Mi'yikir Adin. There's no such thing as Tumah by association. You have to touch the thing directly, right? But Truma of Akachim are so susceptible to Tumah that we're going to make an extra, right, level of protection. That's what it sounds like when you say that Shreem of Akachim is usher, but Nazir and Pesach, right, is following the Mi'yikir Adin. So... If it's Midar right? so all of it should be Aseret. So, the Gemara answer is no. Like this. Kan Adam kan Adam Aha. No, so it must be the Rabi uh, statement is talking about t- a second degree separation. What do I mean? This is the difference between the contact that Rabi and Rabi refer referred to. Rabbiana's statement was the following. So now we have, again, two degrees of separation, right? One man, right, is touching a corpse. And then he's touching another man, right? And then, right, someone touches the second man. Oh, according to that, the person who touches, so again, right? Reuven is touching a mace and Shimon is touching Reuven. Real chain reaction of Tuma over here. The person can you touch Shimon? So midir rabbanon. If somebody touches Shimon, who's the second degree of separation, he's going to be chayev. He's going to be tummy for seven days according midir rabbanon. However, that's called chiburei adam be adam. That's why it's called adam be adam. It's a chain reaction. However, kan adam In the case of Yosef, he's talking about contact between uh, Shimon and the corpse. Meaning, right? Someone touches Shimon, so then that's going to be midir raisa, right? So again. The person who touches the person who touches the mace is going to be. Uh, the person who touches the person who touches the person who touches the mace, that person is going to be. And that is what accounts for the difference between the Mishnah and the Brysa. Oh, we have a half a minute. Three lines up from the bottom. Ask the Gemara. Wait a minute. Right? So he says, wait a minute. What about. R- Rabbah asks if a Nazir got Tuma from a corpse and then a second time by another means, right, like a roof, right, so then why is that going to be Chayev after all? Because uh, presumably he's already Tameh. He says Tumah will be Nami. Why would it be, make a difference whether he touches another corpse or goes under a roof with another corpse? Hami When he enters the house, he's already Tameh. And so now, the Gemara says, The difference is, as we will explain uh, tomorrow, whether you walked into a house, well, then certainly there would be a roof. And so the cases have nothing to do with the actual fundamentals of of, Tema, but it has actually more to do with the specific case involved. And so we will explain. And so obviously in a Sada, there is no Tumas uh, Ohel, oh and it is for that reason that he's not Tameh. We will continue with this aspect of Tumah Bezat Shem tomorrow with the first word of Mim Gimal Amad Aleph. Everybody have a happy Tainus Esther and a Freilich Imperim.